Welcome to The Pulse, where we delve deep into the issues and ideas that are shaping the future of education. I'm your host, Rick Cernsey, Superintendent of the Putnam County School District, and each week we'll be talking to teachers, administrators, and other experts in the field about the latest trends, best practices, and most pressing concerns in education. Whether you're a teacher, a parent, or just someone who cares about education, this podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and let's dive into the pulse. Well, today I have with me a couple of distinguished gentlemen from Interlock and Junior Senior High School. And and by the way, this is Superintendent Rick Cernsey, and we have our weekly podcast, and we talk to different folks from uh, around the district and the community. And I'm very honored today to interview Coach Gibson and Coach Whitehurst. And uh, y'all introduce yourselves, tell me what you do, and kind of maybe a little bit of background, how long you've been at uh, in Arkansas Junior Senior High School, and just a little background about you before we get into our conversation. Ron, you want to lead off? Sure. Um, Ron Whitehurst, I've been at Interlocking for 25 years. I taught two years at Beasley. Um, I'm the athletic director, uh, I'm the D-line coach, I'm assistant softball coach, and uh, I teach pre-calculus. Okay, thank you, Ron. Good to be here. Coach? Uh, coach Eric Gibson, I am the head football coach, the head girls soccer coach, um, assistant track coach, girls head flag football coach, and I'm also an ESE uh, consult teacher. Um, I've been at Interlocking consecutively. This is my third year consecutively, but I was at Interlocking one more year before prior. So this would be my fourth year total at Interlocking. Now, where did you uh, move from, Eric? Um, I came over from Union County High School. Um, so. And I think I heard that uh, y'all might be playing Union County this week, right? We are. We so are that ought to that. be a little bittersweet return. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so um, it's good to have you guys. And I'll tell you, the first thing out of the gate is uh, talk about the fabulous season uh, in, in Oregon had last year. First undefeated season in how long? I, I think I remember like the mid-80s, right? Yeah. Our, since and, 1986. Right. And I was actually coaching football then at a neighboring high school in Wachua County. But I remember that well, and uh, I think Coach Cox was coach at that time, wasn't he, the head coach? No, Coach Feltner was actually the head coach. Coach Feltner was, excuse me. Okay. Um, So talk to me a little bit about the season last year, Eric. I mean, as far as uh, how you put that together, and, I mean, that's a tremendous accomplishment. So just talk a little bit about that season, if you would. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think that season kind of snuck up on everybody. We knew we had the chance to be good. Um, We didn't know we had the chance to be that good. Um, but you know, we were pretty lucky when it came down to injuries and stuff like that. We didn't have hardly any injuries. Um, you know, if we get an injury here or there, it's probably going to hurt, you know, parts of the game. But last year we were very lucky. Uh, we didn't have any injuries. Um, you know, and our kids were with the program. Most of them had been there two or three years already anyway. Um, they were there with me the year before when we had our three and six season. Um, but we got better. I think that three and six season, we played a lot of tough teams. Uh, our schedule is one of the hardest in, you know, the state of Florida and in, in our class 3A, thanks to Coach Whitehurst setting it up <laughs> for us. Um, so, you know, I think we got better. And, you know, I think, you know, once the kids started winning, they felt like they could win and compete in every game. So it turned out pretty well for us. And, you know, talking about that tough schedule, and of course, being a former coach myself, I know you play tough people, you get better. It makes you better. Mm-hmm. And evidently the season before really prepared you for this, for last season. And, um, 
you know, at what point did you realize that, hey, you know, this season was going to be something special and the kids started getting that confidence? When did you really start realizing that? Um, probably, I would say probably around the third game of the season. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the kids started, we, we started playing really well. Um, we started out with Lake Weir last year, um, pretty much handled them. So the kids started to believe, okay, hey, listen, we can do this. Um, and then about the third game, I think it was Providence. I think Crescent it was City. Crescent City, Providence in that time. Um, when we beat Crescent City, and then we had Providence, who was a much bigger school, uh, private school out of Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. um, they got off the bus, and we were just looking like, oh, man, this is going to be a tough one. But uh, we ended up beating them. It was 12-6, to 6, I believe, and the only way they scored was on a punt return. Our, mm -hmm. our team, we told them it was like right before halftime. There was only like 13 seconds left, and we told them to get away from the ball. So our team just started to walk off the ball instead of just waiting around it to pick it up, and then they scored. So um, after that game, I think our kids had a sense of, okay, we can we can do this. We can start competing with every team we play. Um, you know, and then we played Fernandina. They had a really good running back, and our defense held them for like 67 yards rushing. Um, so, you know, the kids started to believe. They started to buy into what we were doing. They're starting to see the success. So it helps them understand, okay, we can we can compete with these guys. So, you know, and I think that's a lot of it as the kids believing they can win, believing they can compete in every game. And, and you know, that's what happened last year. So, Well, you know, and I, I'll ask Ron this because I know for many years there have not been as successful seasons as we had last year. And oh, yeah. Talk to me about kind of the change because you've been there for so long. What What's the difference now? What's the change from kind of that, uh, you know, rather – Kind of losing attitude, if you will, if I can say that, to really a season of high confidence, high winning. What what have you seen long term as a change? Well, I think before, you know, if we got down, we just we'd said, well, it's just typical. This is who we are, mm -hmm. and this is what we do. And then, and we actually talked about it Friday night when we played Wilson. We were down fourteen to nothing in the first quarter because we just had a couple things go bad against us. Mm -hmm. Well, our kids now believe. They can win. They yeah. they know that it's not over when you're down 14 to nothing. And we proceeded to score the next 32 points in the game and won 32 to 14. But last year, the kids, when we beat Fernandina in overtime, the kids went, we're legit. Yeah. And we, we can play with anybody who walks on the field. And then after that, I mean, we uh, last five games, we only gave up one touchdown in five games. We had four shutouts. And defensively, we were – we were legit. You couldn't run the ball on us. And when you take that away from high school teams, most teams are in trouble. Well, t tell me this, and I know a lot of this is about expectations and, you know, just kind of setting that, um, you know, kind of setting the tone, if you will. So talk to me about, and both of you can speak to this, expectations for your kids, uh, not only athletically, but maybe academically too. Because I know I actually went out yesterday and talked to your principal uh, Miss Simons, and she said, you know, the neat thing about you two coaches is it's, it's not always about athletics, it's about academics. And uh, to me, I think this is a great message. So talk to me about your expectations as far as on the field and in the classroom. Eric, you want to lead off? Sure. Um, my expectations, you know, obviously they have to have a 2.0. That's bare minimum. Um, but when I talk to these kids, I tell them, you know, there's so many more opportunities as far as athletic opportunities in college. 3.0, 3.2, 3.5, you're going to get more opportunities to go to college for free. Mm -hmm. um, 
You know, we harp on these guys about making sure they're in class, making sure they're sitting in the front of the class, making sure they're asking questions from their teachers. Um, you know, if the teachers don't know you need help, then they're not going to help you. But, you know, I try to stay on them. Our coaching staff tries to stay on them. We, we try to do midterm reports at least, talk to the teachers maybe once or twice a week. Um, you know, I've sent out emails to teachers and say, hey, listen, here's a list of our football players. And if any of them are giving you trouble or if any of them falling academically, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because we got a pretty diverse group of kids on our on our team. Um, a lot of them are smart. They don't mind helping tutor the other guys that need help. Um, but, you know, that's a big, big thing for us. Um, academics will go a long way and, you know, after high school. So I think that's a big, big thing for not just football players, but all the athletes at Interlocking. And it's really about being a student at student first and Absolutely. athlete second. Yep. Thanks, Eric. Ron, what are your thoughts about that? Well, we we strive to uh to to have a three point We're looking we're not looking at the two point minimum. And I think it shows up we've made that all academic team mm-hmm. with last year we did it in volleyball, football and sock girls soccer and boys basketball and we did it in girls weightlifting and we did it in uh track and we did it in softball and i believe we recognized it yeah we've been recognized at the board meetings and uh, we we had nine out of our 14 teams made all academic and to me that shows that that's that we expect that we're not kids will give you what you expect they're gonna right. they're gonna at least try <laughs> And if you have low expectations, you're going to get low low achievement. Right. But and it's like when you took over the district with the 58 percent graduation rate, mm-hmm. you had an expectation that that's not where you stay. Right. And that's where we're at. We don't want. We're not trying to say, okay, we want to be eligible. We want to thrive. We want to strive to be good. Yeah. In this classroom and everywhere else. Well said. And I can't I can't be more proud. And I, and I'll tell you what, that graduation rate is just just a. Uh, kind of an indication of what's happening with you guys and how y'all are changing the whole belief system in Newark and high. And I, I'm just very proud about that. And, and, you know, the other thing that we're also navigating is, is the entire junior senior high school concept. So talk to me about athletically, how has the junior senior high, you know, I know now we have a, like a junior high team or a middle school team mm-hmm. and I'm talking football right now, uh, junior, uh, junior varsity and varsity. Talk to me about kind of that feeder system and, and kind of how that might have changed what you're doing now and is it helping and as a matter of fact let me just be clear i've got a grandson playing on the junior, <laughs> yes, on the middle school team so but but uh talk to me about that because I, I think that's really important as far as uh seeing that pipeline if you will yeah well pop warner out there is, has struggled to get enough kids mm-hmm. and uh we know that economically we're challenged mm-hmm. and so they have a challenge of trying to get enough kids to play in those younger things. And when they got the older, it was like they wouldn't get – well, now that we've been able to go to junior senior, you can see, and we talked about it this summer, we had 29 middle school kids, 7th and 8th graders, attend almost every workout. Wow. And, I mean, that's – and I told him, that's a, that's a good thing. Because now they're going to expect every summer they need to do this every summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can see that it's changing the what is expected from the weight room and all that. Uh, and it's it's been with every sport. You know, the, I mean, we had a pitcher last year on the varsity softball team. It was an eighth grader. 
I mean, she wow. started. I mean, she's she's a heck of a heck of a pitcher. Never would have happened had there been a, a separate middle school. That's it. It yeah. never would have happened. And and I think also we're getting kids now. Some of those kids that we were losing in seventh and eighth grade were getting in trouble. We're catching them early now, and we're giving a carrot that draws them to mm-hmm. want to do something instead of getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's the other positive that we're going to see as we go along is behavior-wise, I think you're going to see a, a much more positive atmosphere. And because they're around a lot more men at the high school, yeah. now that we're all in the same building, yeah. it, it, so for some young men, some young men, that's that's their positive male role models. You know, talking about the junior-senior high school concept, which I think, are we in our third year? Yes, sir. Um, it's been kind of unique at interlocking because the 7th and 8th graders have been on a totally separate campus at the old Prize Middle School. Right. And then you had 9 through 12. And I know that, you know, I talked to the administration, that was really a challenge just having to navigate both campuses. So this year, uh, under the leadership of Amber Simons, we've now combined 7 through 12 in one building, okay, which I know is kind of crowded. But what's been your uh, reaction to that so far? I know it's still in the early stages, but Eric, what's been your uh observation of that. Um, I mean, I think I think so far it's going really well. Um, I think, you know, a lot of the kids, you know, for the the younger ones, the seventh and eighth years, they're trying to find their way around. They're, you know, it's a bigger building, so um, they're getting used to that. But I think overall, I think it's been a good experience. Um, you know, it's for me, personally, I get to see everybody now. I get to see my seventh grade athletes, my eighth grade athletes, you know, mm-hmm. all the way up to seniors. Last year, I only got to see my seventh and eighth graders until I got over to the high school, you know, at 345 or whatever. So, for me, it's a good experience. Now, I can lay my eyes on all my guys and all my athletes. So, I think it really, uh, you know, talking about the other high schools, I think having those younger kids there, they can see those role models. And they can, you're talking about expectations, Ron. They can feel those expectations and understand what's expected of them being on the same campus. But I think it's been really difficult having them on separate campuses. So, so tell me what, talk to me about this year. I mean, I know we, y'all won the preseason game. You just talked about coming from behind, and it really is kind of carrying over from last year. It sounds like, but uh, talk to me about the schedule this year and kind of your expectations and, you know, strength of schedule. Yeah. What's what's this uh, schedule looks like compared to last year? Um, for last year's schedule, this year's schedule is going to be pretty much the same. We did add Union County. Uh, Lake Weir dropped us because we're, we're in the same conference now, so they wanted to wait till the end to try to see us. But um, we added Union County, so that's going to be a really tough test for us to start out with. Um, they're bigger. They're faster. Um, but, you know, if you want to compete at the at the next level, you got to play some teams in your schedule. Uh, we're still going to play Providence. We still play Fernandina Beach. We're still going to play Keystone. We're still going to play uh, Pearson, Taylor, Bell, um, all those guys. So our schedule hasn't changed much. Um, like I said, we added Union County, so I think that'll help our strength of schedule if it needs to be. Um, but, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing how these kids react. And, you know, we put in a lot of work in the summer in the off season, And, you know, as far as the kids coming in and learning the system, I think that's another benefit to having that seventh and eighth grade team. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all using the same verbiage. We're all using the same, you know, all our varsity coaches help with the middle school and the junior junior varsity. So we're all on the same page when they get up to like, you know, ninth grade, they don't have to think about it so much anymore. So I think that's a big help for us. Um, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what our season's going to be. I think offensively this year, we have a chance to be more dynamic than we were last year. 
Um, and that's saying a lot. I mean, we got some guys that are some good athletes out there. Um, defensively, we'll be young. Um, but I think as a unit, I think we're going to be, end up being pretty good. Um, you know, last year's defense, I don't know if there's ever going to be another defense like that. I mean, we had some guys that were all over the field. And, um, you know, so that's tough when you have to replace those guys. But I think, you know, watching our team play Friday night, like Coach Whitehurst said, we got down a little bit, but nobody ever wavered. Um, there was never any sense of, oh, we're down 14 to nothing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bother us. I mean, everybody came back. Um, you know, I think it was just first game jitters. We haven't had a lot of live practices. We don't hit a lot during the, um, during practice just because we don't have enough numbers to do that. So I think after that first quarter, everybody got warmed up, loosened up a little bit, and we're ready to go. That's great. And, uh, you know, just being from a small school and played and coached a small school, a lot of times you've got these guys that play both ways. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to be in shape, and uh, those guys coming in the summertime and really working it. That's where, that's where you really win is in the off season, and you have the opportunity to see that when the season happens. So, how's that carried over in your other sports, Ron? I mean, you being the athletic director, um, you know, football has been really successful last year, but do you see that kind of percolating into your other athletic programs? Yeah, I mean, just as, I think the school spirit a little bit because mm-hmm. your football program kind of drives your athletic program as far as and um, I mean we had our basketball team went 19 and 7 mm-hmm. had a very good year and uh, um, we 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 seem to be striving in every sport getting a little bit better in each sport and I think that also has to do with having the junior high kids in our programs because mm-hmm. uh, like uh, baseball I know last year we played basically with the JV team as our varsity because we had almost all 8th and ninth, 10th graders starting mm-hmm. So I, we can see that starting to roll in, and those younger kids are starting to – now they've had ex- some experience and all. But uh, I think the football program kicked us into a gear last year where we, we had a good season really about everywhere. We, how, about, how about your community? Have you seen a lot more community involvement? And, uh, you know, your your numbers go up attendance-wise as far as, um, you know, the fans and all, but especially people in the Anarchan community. Are you starting to see more people get involved and – you know, supporting the program or? Yeah, they, uh, our community's always been very supportive mm-hmm. uh, because we're we're a, a small community. I mean, there's not a whole lot going on in there. Like, and if it's not a sports game going on, there's not much to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our community's always been very supportive, but it seemed like it really kicked in last year even more because, I mean, people want to follow a winner. Yeah. Uh, and it's a lot easier to go out and watch kids win than, you know, struggle. Yeah. So, and I think it really kicked it in last year, and uh, we had a lot better attendance, as you said. I, I, I can see it going again this year. Really, uh, I think we're going to be pretty good in volleyball this year, this fall, and I think football we're gonna we're gonna compete. You know, on the academic side, uh, you know, we're starting for the first time at Oregon Junior in Oregon Junior Senior High School. I always had trouble saying that. Yes. But we're starting a Cambridge program. Starting on a small level, we've had the uh, collegiate high school program. And, you know, I think the big thing is, and that's as far as our entire district, we're trying to give kids the opportunity to earn some college credit, you know, while they're in high school. Talk to me about, you know, how that might have, uh, that might be a benefit to your students. What Would you encourage your students to take advantage of that? And I know, you know, you teach some of those higher level uh, math classes, so, how do you see that maybe benefiting the, the student body, some of these uh, acceleration programs that are going on? 
Well, it's just like with anything. The more opportunities you have, the better chance you got. Mm -hmm. uh, and every kid doesn't fall into a certain, you know, but some kids need an extra, an extra class, right. an extra class to, that that's an advanced class that they can go take. Mm -hmm. And the more opportunities you give kids, the better, the higher the expectations become. Yeah. Uh, our kids have always taken advantage of dual enrollment. We've had a lot of dual enrollment kids and, uh, I mean, this is just another class that they can take. This is an advanced class that can push them another. And, and you know, if, I, if I'm a parent listening to that, and I always tell parents, if you can save money now on college courses and on room and board, why not? You know, you can get a high school diploma, you can get an AA, and then go to college for two years and get your bachelor's and all. Well, but, um, well I've had a couple of athletes that said they weren't going to play their senior year. They were going to go ahead and graduate early. Mm -hmm. And I said, are you going to college? Yeah. I said, so why do you want to pay for college when you can just dual enroll and stay here and still play sports and still enjoy that part of your life? Because most of us aren't playing after four years. Mm -hmm. uh, after four years, that's that's usually it. And I said, why don't you dual enroll? You're still getting the same college credit you can get if you're out. The only difference is it's coming out of your wallet right? instead of the Putnam County. Wow. And and uh, just kind of wrapping up today, you know, one thing, and I think, Eric, you mentioned earlier, you know, the value of athletics uh, and how it's not necessarily in in itself, but it can give kids a reason to go on and be successful in college. The life lessons they're learning right now, I mean, especially getting down and being able to come back and, and win. There's so many life lessons involved there. But talk to me about the value of athletics and how, you know, if, young men, young women are listening to this conversation right now, what might be some things that they could take away from being involved in athletics that's going to help them in life, in college and so on? I mean, I think the biggest thing with athletics is you're part of a team. And, um, you know, you're always going to have them as a family. As far as what they do after school, advantages it offers, um, you know, there's always opportunities to get your education paid for with athletics, mm -hmm. um, academics as well. Um, you know, we had a group of guys that got offered for football last year. We had a girl sign for cross country and track, um, you know, and, that, and I think that's anytime you get an opportunity to advance yourself, um, I think it's, it's a positive thing. And I think athletics are, you know, a huge part of it. Um, for some kids, some males, um, athletics is their father figures, you know, as coaches, um, where their father figures if they don't have them at home. Same thing with the females. Some of the females don't have father figures at home. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's funny. I started coaching soccer this year for the first time. I, I always wanted a daughter, but now I got like 72 of them. So, <laughs> um, you know, so it's, uh, it's, it's positive. I, I really do think, you know, athletics adds to it, but I also think it's part of a, a bigger thing. It's part of a family and you just, you know, mm -hmm. grow as a family. And, uh, you know, I have personal experience. My son played college baseball, and I'll guarantee you it kept him in college and he eventually got his bachelor's degree, but it gave him a reason to be there. And I think after a while, kids will see, okay, that athletic time is going to maybe be a, something in the past, but now I've got a career that I otherwise probably wouldn't have had not athletics not put me in this spot. So uh, I want to thank both of y'all for being here, and it truly is an honor for me to be able to interview you. You guys are, as far as I'm concerned, tremendous role models for your kids. Interlocking Junior Senior High School is, is on top of their game now, academically and athletically, and I just can't be more proud. So I really appreciate y'all coming in, and uh, 
But Eric and Ron, I want to thank you both for being here. And uh, I'll tell you what, Putnam County School District is much better because you guys are in our district, and I really appreciate it. And uh, look forward to this Friday night to see what's going to happen. Okay, so thank, thank you. All right. Sure. Thank you. Thank you.